Hi there, I'm Ivan Ribeiro from Jaguariúna, Brazil. You are listening to the English Sabbath School podcast, Information and Transformation. Hello, hello, dear friends. Rise and shine. I am Mo Sena for the English Sabbath School podcast. Lesson 8 for Sunday. I said Sunday, May 14th or the 14th of May. It's up to you. Today's title, The Judgment, Creation and Accountability. And today, the second Sunday of May, is Mother's Day in many countries, including in the United States and in Brazil. So for those of you who have a mother, say thank you and show your appreciation to your mothers. All of us have had a mother, so honor the memory of your mothers as well by being good people. <laughs> Don't be a piece of work, but be a masterpiece, as I said yesterday. Shall we pray? Heavenly Father, we are grateful for the mothers, for women of valor, of honor, that took care of us and protected for us. We know, Father, that sometimes women, they don't live up to the great opportunity, the great honor and the responsibilities of being mothers, and they abandon, they forsake their children. But, Father, even so, you love them. <laughs> How can we explain this love? But one day there will be judgment, and the world will be recreated, and each one of us, will be held responsible for our decisions and acts. We, we worship you and praise you. And please send your spirit. May you understand the message for us today. In Jesus' name, amen. The lesson starts with the following. If we were merely a collection of randomly formed cells, simply the product of chance and an advanced African ape, nothing more then life has little meaning. That sounds like the editor of the lesson, Clifford Goldstein, doesn't it? It doesn't sound like Mark Finley, but okay, focus more. If we are merely one of the estimated 8 billion people clawing at one another for living space on a planet called Earth, life loses its purpose other than mere survival. Oh, terrible image, isn't it? Clawing at one another. <coughs> oh, in contrast, the biblical creation provides a reason to live and a moral imperative for living. Praise God. We have been created by God. Can I say that again? We have been created by God and are accountable to him for our actions. Uh-oh. <laughs> the one who made us holds us responsible. Did you hear that? Yes, Carlinhos, I'm going to repeat. It's for you too. God who made us holds you, holds me, holds us responsible. He has established absolutes, even in a world of, quote, moral relativism, unquote. Hmm. So here we have some verses to read. So open our Bibles. Come on. Don't uh, wait. Ah, oh, Teacher Mo is going to read for us. No, 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 no. Open our Bibles and read along. Even Dickens is getting his Bible. You see? What the Dickens? So Dickens, be quiet, boy. Be quiet. Open our Bibles to Revelation chapter 14, verse 7. Revelation 14, verse 7. We've read it, um, I believe, every day. Or it feels like we've read this verse every day 
say this quarter. So you know it by heart. Say it with me. Uh, I'm going to be reading from the NIV, the New International Version, but please feel free to use any translation that you prefer. He said in a loud voice, Fear God and give Him glory, because the hour of His judgment has come. Worship Him who made the heavens, the earth, the sea, and the springs of water. Romans 14.10. Now go back to Romans. Both start with the letter R. You're right, Carlos. <laughs> Romans 14.10. You then. Why do you judge your brother or sister? Or why do you treat them with contempt? For we all will stand before God's judgment seat. Ooh. And James 2, 8 through 13. Yes, yes, yes. I know you like James Dickens. What? You don't like him so much? No problem. It's a great little book in the New Testament. James 2, 8, 13. James 2, 8, 13. If you really keep the royal law found in Scripture, love your neighbor as yourself, you are doing right. But if you show favoritism, you sin and are convicted by the law as lawbreakers. For whoever keeps the whole law and yet stumbles at just one point is guilty of breaking all of it. For he who said, You shall not commit adultery, also said, You shall not murder. If you do not commit adultery, but do commit murder, you have become a lawbreaker. Speak and act as those who are going to be judged by the law that gives freedom, because judgment without mercy will be shown to anyone who has not been merciful. Mercy triumphs over judgment. Wow, it's a verse that we don't read so often, huh? and it's so powerful. I'm going to read again this verse thir uh, 12 and 13. Uh, no, Pastor Antal, it's not versicle. Oh, oh, no, no, verse. Very good. Speak and act as those who are going to be judged by the law that gives freedom. Isn't it a wonderful? Because judgment without mercy will be shown to anyone who has not been merciful. Mercy triumphs over judgment. Wow. Powerful words, are they not? So the question is, question, what does judgment imply about such issues as accountability and responsibility? How, how are the judgment, the commandments of God and worship linked? So we have here judgment, the commandments of God and worship. How are they linked? Interesting points, are they not? Hmm. The lesson continues. The message of the three angels flying in midair in Revelation 14. Opening a parenthesis here, Delma. Yeah, we are talking about the three angels' messages, but we are already in lesson eight, and we have only stuck with uh, the first angels' message. So, <laughs> I wonder when are we going to study the other two angels' messages. But focus, close parenthesis. The message of the three angels flying in midair announces that the hour of his judgment has come. Since we were created by God with the capacity to make moral choices, we are responsible for the decisions we make. If we were merely a random collection of cells, again, products of our heredity and environment only, our actions would largely be determined by forces over which we had no control. And they play a, a role in it, of course. But judgment implies moral responsibility. In this crisis hour, Earth's history, the judgment hour, that's the time we're living. God calls us to make decisions in the light of eternity. The first angel's earnest appeal to 
Worship him who made heaven and earth, the sea and springs of waters, acknowledges that the basis of all worship is the fact that we were created by God. Meanwhile, our adherence to the seventh-day Sabbath demonstrates our belief that Jesus is worthy to be worshipped as our Creator. It reveals our acceptance of His Ten Commandment law as divine-inspired principles for living life to the fullest. Because the law is the foundation of God's government and a revelation of His character, it becomes the standard of judgment. Our faithfulness to the Sabbath commandment is acknowledgement of our commitment to live obedient lives. And I, I will add that it's not only for the, to the, uh, we have to remember that Jesus summarized the Ten Commandments and all the other commandments that the Jews used to practice in two. Love God above everything else, with all your mind, your heart, your soul, and love your neighbor as yourself. This sums up, and if you love God, you will keep his commandments, including the Sabbath. You will keep the Sabbath holy, not because you feel it's an obligation, but because of gratitude for what God has done for you. And a reminder, a weekly reminder. And it's, it's, I love the idea that when we are observing the Sabbath, we start preparing for it on Sunday until we are ready. And I love the, the calling of Friday as a preparation day, day of preparation. We prepare to welcome the Sabbath. It's a wonderful thought, isn't it? Now, final question. How does our understanding of creation influence our behavior? Hmm. What relationship do heredity and environment have to the choices we make daily? How can we, by God's grace, overcome character defects that we didn't choose to have in the first place. Of course, uh, created in God's image, it's a wonderful concept and a reminder of God's love for us. But even atheists, people who don't believe in God, uh, who think that um, the book of Genesis is a myth and it's a, a beautiful tale, but that's it, a tale. Many people, I don't know the numbers, but people believe that. Some people believe that. But even they know that they have to respect one another for our mutual survival. So God was so merciful in, in providing everything for us to understand that we need to survive and we need something. But contrary to people who don't believe in God, they think that they need other people to survive. We know that we need other people, but we also need God. Without him, we will just implode. That's it. This is Lesson 8 for Sunday, May 14th. I hope that you have a wonderful Mother's Day. I know that for some of you who have lost your mothers or have had problems with your mother, uh, you, you, it's a difficult day, but it's a day to celebrate. It's not a day about presents only and flowers and special lunches and dinners. It's a day to be grateful to God for having given us mothers. Isn't it wonderful? It's a wonderful present. And again, there will be a judgment and accountability to those mothers who were great mothers and to those mothers who were terrible mothers as well. They will, they are accountable for it. You just cannot say, Oh, I was made that, like that. Mm -mm. That's it, my friends. I am Mo Sena for the English Sabbath School podcast. For more information, please contact us on Facebook or Instagram. Believes in us. Tell your friends about our podcast. It's available on any podcast platform. Rate us with five stars so that more people may discover us. Thank you, my friends, for listening. Thank you, my friends, for sharing. And thank you, my friends, for praying. 
with us and for us. Happy Mother's Day wherever you are.